Hello and welcome to Fitness Business Copywriting, the podcast for fitness professionals that want to use writing to market their businesses better so they can get more of the clients that they want. My name is Mitch Rothbart. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for about 12 years, and I've grown my gym consistently using copywriting as my main marketing channel. In each of these episodes, I'll cover an aspect of copywriting you can use to help your marketing right away. And at the end of the episode and in the show notes, I'll let you know how you can reach me with any questions. In this episode, you'll hear from our special guest, Dana Tao, on the ins and outs of email marketing, its importance, and the mistakes that she sees when business owners start writing. Let's get going. Okay, so today we have Dana Tao. Uh, She is a financial analyst turned email strategist and copywriter. She combines her love for numbers and spreadsheets with words and storytelling. She helps purpose-driven brands grow their online business and make a positive impact using email conversion strategy and copywriting. So thanks for joining us, Dana. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me here. I'm doing good. Good, good. So today we're going to talk about email. Um, a lot of the people that may be listening to this are kind of unsure. You know, there's a lot of strategies that get floated around as they're looking online and seeing different things. What would you say is the main advantage for email uh, as far as marketing goes? Yeah, I would say it's one piece of marketing that you actually own. Uh- <laughs> You're not kind of at the mercy of an algorithm yeah, or something yep, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you, you feel like you're like, you're more in control. You have, you kind of have control of how it, it's presented and when it's presented and who gets it and all those kinds of things. Right. Yep. You're not. Yeah. There's no algorithms that you have to worry about in terms of people finding you and the people that are on your list are the ones that actually want to hear from you. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point um, because I think some people feel like, well, emails are a little personal or they're a little too personal or it's like, yeah. oh man, they don't want to hear from me again or, or like that. But it's like, I think you just put your, you know, you're, you're, you put it right when you say like, they're the people who joined your list or who bought something from you. So they're actually interested in what you have to say. Yep. Yeah. And it's one of the longest communication other than like hand letter writing, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. So it's, it's not dead. It's still alive and everybody Text or email every day. Yeah, absolutely. And usually a heck of a lot more than once per day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Cause one of the things we've talked about a lot is like relationships and how you're not necessarily trying to sell something with every single thing you, you send. Sometimes you're just trying to let people know who you are. So how does, how does email kind of fit with that for you? Yeah. So with that, like you definitely hit the nail on the head. It's personal. So when you send an email to your audience, you want to make sure that one, you know their name or you get it right. And you're actually talking to them like you're talking to a person, not Mm -hmm. so much like a robot or someone that they have no idea who you are. So like, for example, if you have a landing page and you make it so personal and they sign up through like a leak magnet or something that you offer as a freebie to get them on your email. And when you, when they get an email, it's like, so like the tone and voice is so different from what they signed up for. They might just like forget that they even signed up for your email and yeah. just tune out. Yeah. So it doesn't match the face 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it totally does. Because I think some people, that's another thing with, with new gym owners or business owners in general, when they're first starting out, they're seeing all of these all of this stuff everywhere, like on Instagram, on Facebook, like all these marketing things. And they think that that's kind of the only way to do it or the way they have to do it. And they kind of forget who they are Yeah. when really that's the purpose is kind of letting people know what you do and who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. Yeah. And when you actually know hmm. who you are, it makes it a lot easier to write to your audience. Yeah, exactly. And let's talk about that a little bit too, because we we talk a lot here about ideal client and kind of finding out who that is and how to write to them. So when you're putting a campaign together or even just an email or whatever it is for one of your clients, um, what do you, what kind of process do you go through to kind of figure out who you're writing to? Yeah. So I do this thing called voice of customer research. And what that means is really digging into the persona or the ideal customer and really understanding who they are and what type of like types of words and problems that they're going through. So for instance, if you're using uh, an industry jargon for someone who's new into like fitness, they might not understand mm-hmm. the word, but they might, they might not even, even use that word in their daily yeah. life. So doing that research will actually help you to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that a lot of newer gym owners do. They're so anxious to show off everything that they know that they're kind of talking over people's heads in a way that's not necessary. Like, you don't need to call something a patella when you can call it some when you can call it a knee. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's like that. So, so who when you write for you know, when you write for an industry, like how do you kind of bring that down? Like what what do you like bring that down to to someone's level who might not know all the the jargon? Like what what kind of things do you do to 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 look for that? Yeah, I would say just kind of think about if you were to explain it to like your grandma or like your five-year-old daughter or just like someone who's so new who has no idea what you talk about so Mm -hmm. especially it's I know it's hard if you're like you've been in the fitness industry or if you've been doing something for so long that it's just second nature to you so you understand all the jargons all the words but I think if you take a step back to someone who's new who's actually getting started in there or someone who has no idea and starting just using plain yeah. words, like simple words, like you said, say knee instead of, you know, the more complicated words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's what people are going to going to know. And I think, I mean, personally, I think a lot of that also just comes from the more you talk to the clients that you do have, yeah. or the more you kind of put into figuring out who your ideal clients are, the more you're going to be able to do that, because you're going to know more about what, where they're coming from. Yeah, definitely. And with that, the more you talk to your ideal customers, you understand, you'll finally understand like what they're struggling with because you as a business owner, you might think, oh, they need this. But in talking to your customers, you might realize, oh, before they need this, they're struggling with this. So you, yeah. So yeah. I mean, do you find that a lot? Because I know in the fitness industry, it's that like everyone kind of wants something, but they don't necessarily understand the steps that it takes to get there. How, how, you know, when you're writing for your clients to their ideal client, uh, I mean, how would you kind of go about that process? Like trying to uh, like almost give them what they want along with a little bit more of what they need at the same time. Yeah. Um, I would say, cause I think what's going on in the like marketing world, they always talk about, yeah, you need to know your ideal customer 
like their demographics, but I really think what matters is also their psychographics. So what they're mm-hmm. going, so yeah, what their thoughts are, what's happening in their world, what they're seeing and understanding that to like a really good level. So that way, you know, yeah, let's say for instance, this person is going to fitness or like starting their fitness journey. You have to understand what got them to there, like what their mindset is. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's it's so easy not to think in those terms, especially when you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, or or even on the reverse of that, when you are just starting out and and you have all of these kind of ideas about how this how this should go, and that you're just coming from your own perspective. Yeah, and then the more you do it, the more you realize there's other perspectives and other people that have their own problems, and they might not be the same as yours. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think that, I mean, that also goes to like, whatever you're trying to actually promote, like if if it's a program or a product, like how does that program or product help this person where they are now, you know? Yep, definitely. Like as an example, a copy, like someone who wants to lose weight. Well, there's a deeper desire. Like, why do they want to lose weight? It's, you know, they want to be healthier or um, they want to make sure that they're alive for their kids and those type of things. So you really have to dig into it's um, yes. The, maybe the one of the problems they want to solve is to lose weight, but you have to dig deeper into their desire. So that way it resonates with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we do something called the five whys at my gym where someone writes their goal, whatever that may be. I want to get stronger. And then you ask why, why do you want to get stronger? Yeah. And then uh, because I want to, play with my grandkids. Why do you want to play with your grandkids? Because I want to have a, you know, and you just keep asking why. And if you yeah. do that, usually about four or five times, you're going to find some crazy stuff out. And you're going, you're going to really see is, is people's motivations are much different than what they know. And the more they know their real motivation, the more likely they are to actually reach their goal. Yeah. So when you're writing that copy, I mean, that is powerful stuff, you know, yep, if you can do that with your ideal client. So who, so we've talked a little bit about the, the client perspective. Now, when you're writing, cause you know, I'm writing for my own gym. I've written for other people too, but you know, it's obviously easy knowing your perspective when you're writing, when you're writing for someone else, uh, how do you kind of figure out what their voice is and what they want to say and try to think about this in terms of a newer business owner who kind of knows what they want to say, but might not know their voice yet. They haven't done a lot of writing. So how, how would you kind of approach that? Yeah, I would say, anyway, analyze how you talk. So either record yourself and see how you, like the type of words that you use. So let's say if you like a phrase that you always use, that could be added to your voice. So um, I guess an example, like for you, do, are there like certain phrases or terms that you normally use on a daily basis that your family will definitely say, like, yeah, that's totally Mitchell. That is yeah. his tax. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And they make fun of me at the gym all the time about certain things that I say over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying actually like talk to your client and put it down on tape or, or record it and see what they literally what they say. Yeah. Cause like, um, I would say the best copy is when you're reading it, you could hear that person speaking to you. Absolutely. I think that's yeah. the best copy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also really brings up a thing we kind of touched on earlier about selling through, through your copy. And it's like with email, yeah, there are certain emails that it's like, 
it's just a straight offer. Yeah. But most emails, if you're sending them out consistently, as you should be, um, it's really about building relationships. So it should be very conversational, you know? Um, and we talk about that a lot, you know, how to kind of build that relationship through your email. So when they actually come into the door, they, they already know you, even if they've never met you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. along those lines, um, like you know, you could always send emails to people, but if you're not speaking to them at the right time, you might see a lot of unsubscribe. So one thing yeah. I always recommend is if you're not ready, segmenting, segment, segment mean um, those emails that you send to people that's personalized to them. So for example, you have a group of people that are beginners. So in that, so to those beginners, you will maybe use less industry jargons. But for yeah. more advanced, you want to like show more advanced content that meet them where they are. Mm. So that way it's personal. And also they know that, oh yeah, you're talking directly to them. So for example, if you were just sending me an email on somebody like on like an advanced topic where I'm not even there yet, I'll be like, why do I even care? Yeah. So that's one thing to be mindful of too. Yeah, that's 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 a really important point, kind of knowing where your ideal client actually sits on this kind of, they call it the stages of awareness, Yeah, you know, and and, and their knowledge about where they want. And that's, all, again, like knowing who you are and your program and who you actually can help the most, it really fits in with how, who you, the topics that you're going to write about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So if, if that's, I mean, that, that's like, one of the mistakes, like what other mistakes do you see with, with kind of newer business owners or some of the businesses that you've worked with when it comes to their emails? Yeah. So I would say in addition to knowing your customer, ideal customer, I see a lot of business owners kind of not talking to one person just because mm. they haven't actually narrowed down to their customer. So you'll find that people might be saying like, you know, you're um, using a lot of like, you know, he, um, pronouns versus like just speaking directly to the customer, like using you, they'll use yeah. like a lot of we, or just not like the messaging is not personal or talking directly to the person. Yeah. It's not clear. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, well, who are you? Who is this going to be for? Especially if you're making an offer. Yeah. The customer be like, I don't know if it's me. Like, especially if you're like, Oh, if you, if you have kids and, um, just really generic type yeah, yeah. language. They'd be like, I don't know if it's for me, so I'm not going to click. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk to someone, the, the person that you're talking to. Like when you're sending an email, it's not a group of people looking at that email. It's one person opening their email box and you want it to feel like they're actually reading their email. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, yeah, in the fitness industry, we, we do see that. We, we see a lot of people that are afraid almost to narrow down to their ideal client because they're afraid of keep, leaving people out but they don't realize that they're actually leaving everyone out when they talk to everyone <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah. And it makes it hard for you to even know what to say. Cause you're like, well, I don't yeah. know if this is, you know, you know, the right words to use for this, for my audience. So I think once you really narrow yeah. down, it'll be. Yeah. They're so afraid of, of not reaching every single person that what they use is just such, it's just all watered down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, you see a lot of that in fitness. They use terms like you can feel better. And it's like, what the heck does that mean? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't like that has no impact. But when you say something like you can play, you can get down on the floor and play with your grandkids and see them smile. Like that makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 
And what what other mistakes do you see? Yeah, I would say like not having like a welcome email sequence. So that's like the Mm. first emails that your customers or audience see once they get onto your email list. And I would say when not having that is kind of, kind of puts you at a, I wouldn't say bad place, but it's just kind of like when you buy something from a store and you bought it and then you forget about it. And then suddenly you get a message from them. You're like, who is this person? Like, when did I just, when did I subscribe to this email? (laughs) And I think that's just like, you know, wasted um, real estate for a lot of business owners is it's one of those evergreen email sequences that you set up. But if you don't have it set up, um, it doesn't nurture your audience and they don't really get to know you. And right when they actually get onto your email list, that's like the best time to email them because their attention is on you. And they're exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you're top of mind. So if you really need to have that, if you don't have that, then it's, it's kind of hard to get back into your email box. I mean, it's doable, but at the same time, you, they could forget about you or forget that they even signed up to be on your email list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's, that's a really good point. Like when you say when someone gets onto your email list to, to whether they just bought something or a lead magnet or for whatever reason, like they're into you at that moment. Yeah. So if you, I mean, that's this complete wasted opportunity, not only to get them while they're hot, but also to start building that relationship, even if they're not that hot for you yet, you know, yeah. you want to get them hot for you, if you know yeah. what I mean. And that's, that's the relationship builder, you know, so you yeah. don't want to miss that opportunity. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about that is that's where you can sets up where you can set up expectations of them understanding when you send and send your newsletter or your mm-hmm. emails to them. So that way they know when to expect it. Um, so I guess one of the other mistakes is not really having like a set time of when you send emails, if you're kind of sporadically sending it whenever you feel like it yeah. or whenever you, you want to, then that might kind of throw off the pattern where people would probably unsubscribe because one, they might forgot about you or they just realize, yeah, it's not for me. So I'm going to unsubscribe yeah, get rid or of not even yeah. read it. Yeah. Yeah, that consistency is, is is definitely important. And that's another thing I think a lot of people have trouble with when they're first starting out is they see these people that have their, you know, I mean, the, the stuff that they're seeing is probably big companies, big marketers, and they're dialed in, they got stuff coming out every day, but that's not necessarily 100% when you're first starting out, you don't need to do that. You just need to have some measure of consistency. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, just think about when you're talking to your family members, family members or loved ones or friends, when you contact them, where you, it's not like you're bombarding them every day and not giving them any like substance or content. Mm-hmm. So when, like, if you do want to email every day, you have to actually add value as well, That's, not just yeah. to send email because you need to send email. Yeah. That there's nothing more annoying than when you get emails every day. And every time you open one, it's just full of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah. there's nothing that will, uh, that will make sure that no one ever opens an email again than when you just send garbage every day, as opposed to like, when I get this, there's certain people when I get their, when I get their emails once a week, or even once every two weeks, I know that that's going to be a packed email. I'm going to read that. I'm going to want that. Yeah. So yeah, making sure that you actually have value in your email is kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else? So, so what else do you kind of see a lot of new owners or, or 
you know, kind of when, when a small business owner might contact you, what are they, what are the mistakes that are things that they don't necessarily realize when they're starting to, to pick up and, and use their emails? Yeah, I would say, I know right now, like everybody says email marketing is like the way to go because, you know, you generate a lot more income from that, or you're able to reach your audience much closer than if you were to be on a social media platform. Mm. But one of the biggest mistakes I've seen business owners, they do is they don't clean their email list. And what I mean, clean their email list is they have like a whole bunch of people on their email list that don't engage in their emails. So that can really bring down open rates and engagement. So Hmm. it's not about the size of your email list, but it's the amount of um, audience that actually engage in your content that actually matters. So I would actually recommend Hmm. either cleaning quarterly, meaning sending out email to your subscribers and saying, Hey, do you still want to be on my email list? If not, then, you know, here's your opportunity to exit. And the purpose of doing that is one, you clean your email list where you only have the people that actually read your content and actually want to be in your email list where you can actually um, promote and pretty much they're like your super fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause that, that also that's, I I know that when your open rates are higher, you're much less likely to go into the promotion folders and the spam folders and the emails, which is, which is really important actually, if you want people to actually (laughs) see what you're writing. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Uh, this is really helpful. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this because, yeah, I, it's so mysterious for people. And especially when you're comparing it um, to stuff you see on social media or the kind of marketing that you see around, I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm seeing relationship marketing kind of kind of make its way to the forefront a little bit, but it's still hard to break through because it is kind of more the long game, don't you think? Yeah, I would say it is the long game, but um, I would say look at it this way for your business. You want someone who is actually understands you and also have the same values as you do or in terms of your audience. So it's like really nurturing the relationship. So I kind of think of it kind of like a first date. Like when Mm -hmm. you go on a first date, you don't (laughs) ask them to marry you right away. You know, you kind (laughs) of, I guess in a way it is a long game, but you want to build that trust and um, relationship. Yeah. I mean, I know in my gym, the last thing I want is when, uh, is someone in there who doesn't want to be there. So I want people to know as much about me as possible, uh, even before I actually talk to them or call them on the phone or, or have them come in, you know, and this yeah. is the way to do it. You know, it's like, like you said, like it's a first date. It's like you make yourself look all great on that first date. And then a few months down the line, you let the bad stuff out. It's like, that's, that's <laughs> not going to help anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that just yeah. helps you. Yeah. And that just helps you get a lot of breakups, I guess, which, which is not what you want when you're a business owner yeah, or a person. So well, very good. So how can people reach you? Yeah, um, they can reach me at my uh, website. It's um, danatao.com. Okay. That's yeah. uh, T-H-A-O, D-A-N-A-T-H-A-O. I'll put yep. all that in the show notes as well. Yep. And I assume there's a contact page and all sorts of good stuff on there for yep. you. Yeah. Or Good. they could follow me on Instagram, which is copywriter Dana is yeah. my IG handle. Well, very good. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes as well. People will be flocking to your stuff. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. It's good. This has been very helpful. And I, I think that uh, this is definitely going to open some eyes for some people that are 
just trying to get some of this email stuff off the ground and man, I don't understand how to do it. So this is really good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, that's all I have for today. I really want to thank Dana for joining us. She has some great insight on what email marketing is supposed to be and what it shouldn't be. She has some great reminders as to know as to what we know are the fundamentals of starting and marketing a business, like knowing who you are, knowing who you can help, and having the confidence to be that person in everything you do. So, you know, good email marketing is about relationships. And uh, what a coincidence. Uh, so is running a gym. Um, so you can see more about Dana at Dana Tao. It's D-A-N-A-T-H-A-O dot com. And on the Instagrams at Copywriter Dana. You can also check the show notes for her site and information. It'll be there. And if you have any questions about anything we talked about today or anything else, let me know by emailing me at mitch at mitchrothbart.com. And you can also go to my website to download an ideal client tool with questions to help you figure out exactly who that is, as well as a time-tested sales page and email formula you can use to focus your message and get your prospects to call you, join you, buy your product, or whatever else you want them to do. Uh, If you need any help with automations, a welcome sequence, emails, blogs, web pages, or anything else related to copywriting, please drop me a line. I can help. And lastly, if you liked what you heard today, please leave a review. It really helps get the word out. And if you have any questions about what we covered here or have any suggestions on what to cover in the future, please just email me and let me know. Have a great day.